Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fancy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name is John and I'm joined here. I'm actually not very happy with Scobie. He, um, you were celebrating in my face today after a horse at Cheltenham. I bet on the wrong one and you were saying yes in my face. So uh, I'm not actually happy to be chatting to you, mate. <laughs> You're not my mate, actually. What you're leaving out is I had also bet on that horse. I just happened to bet on another horse that also lost, and then another horse that happened to win. <laughs> you know, go for three horses, and you will eventually win. Added on drivel. Yeah, and the, the, the big the big gutter is that the fancy football pod uh, joint bet did not come in. Sad it time. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes hold the note did not uh, hold its note. Hold the note. <laughs> um, so yeah. Good, uh, good bit of fun. I think I'm, I'm blue. People probably thought the, the the pod was over for the season after last um, after last week. We've done it. We've wrapped up the season. We had the season was wrapped, and actually, you know, you might as well hand the prizes out now. We've sort of summarised Scottish football as much as we can. But no, we are back this week, Scobie, um, for a one week episode. And actually, I think we've got a few weeks off after this because we've got the international breaks and cup weekends and all that ahead of that massive wild card coming. So how are we going to play this scope? So we're going to go back to our basics. We're going to hit bra and gnaw in part one. You're then going to take us around the grounds in part two. Try and remember back to some of those games from 10 days ago. It's been a while. <laughs> and then, of course, we will ask the Twitter sphere for some questions and uh, how they're feeling uh, going forward. I think forward. those are good ones. Oh, bra. Bra questions. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good, coming good. out their ears. Well, on so the stuff, bra and not, do, do you want to kick us off, John? Where do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, look, it's the elephant in the room, right? I mean, this, this did happen, what will seem to, like, a lot of, his, lot of listeners, it happened a long time ago, but it hasn't happened since we aired. And this was Derek McInnes leaving Scobie, leaving Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, quite enormous news. So I'm going to say, because we're trying to do bras and nods, I'm going to say Derek McInnes was a bra at Aberdeen. He, um, he came in at a time where Aberdeen were a shit show under Mark McGee. You know, they'd lost 9-0 at Parkhead, where he famously said it was only three points. And they brought back a bit of respectability to Aberdeen, won, won the League Cup, probably best day of my life, um, in 2014. <laughs> and since then, he's, he's brought top three finishes, second place finishes, cup finals, European adventures, and it just all got a bit stale and sour at the end of this year, Scobie. Um, so I hope that he is remembered in a favourable light and a fond memory by Aberdeen fans once this uh, blows over slightly. And do you think this has always kind of been on the cards since Milne left and since you know the new ownership came in? Is it, it has always felt like a, an, an arranged marriage between them and not, and not always harmonious. That's, yeah, very well put. Um, I think you're bang on. Um, Milne got on really, really well with him. Loved him, you know. Famously saying that he was, he would definitely employ him within his own business. Uh, that's how much he trusted the guy. Yeah. Um, which which is which which speaks volumes to him. And then Cormac's come in, and he's definitely more. He's more of a risk taker in his in his style of and um, style of um, chairmanship and getting involved in decisions. And Derek had pretty much complete autonomy under Milne. Yeah. yeah. And he liked that. So as soon as the results started to go sour, I think there was definitely more pressure on McInnes than it would have been under Stuart Milne. I agree. 
agree. I think, I, th- I think, unfortunately, the timing was a bit unfortunate here. I think, you know, McInnes was going to get to the summer, which I think would have been a nice way to sort of say goodbye to him and move on. And I think the timing's a little bit of a shock. It makes you think that Aberdeen had someone lined up. But, you know, here we are speaking at least a week after since his departure. And we're kind of no closer to knowing who is actually going to be manager of Aberdeen. And it's going to be the backroom staff taking the game against United at the weekend. Yeah, I was going to bring me on to my next question. I was, I was going to ask you, who do you, who do you think it is? I mean, my money's on Ross Nicholson, um, personally, <laughs> who um, was up at 10 to 1 on Skybet. Um, if, you've not, if you've not heard that story, uh, a few Aberdeen fans managed to make a fake Wikipedia page uh, about, their, about their mate Ross, and he got 10 to 1 which I yeah. think is representative of just how little people know, um, you know, what's happening with that situation and who it's going to be. Do you, can you shed any light on it? Can I shed any light? Well, Stephen Glass is the bookies' favourite. Stephen Glass, ex-Aberdeen yeah. player, and is the Atlanta B coach. Yep. Now, Aberdeen have big links with Atlanta through Dave Cormack. Um, he's very inexperienced. This chat, he might not even have his coaching badges. Um, but the Atlanta A coach is Gabriel Ince, you know, the ex-Man United left-back. And he's a big sort of Bielsa disciple. So there's a bit of excitement there, maybe, if, if, uh, if and, Stephen Glass and comes in um, that way. His, his supposed um, player assistant manager. No comment. Scott Brown in an Aberdeen shirt. A big dandy. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly oh, on. Oh, God. It actually makes your skin crawl. <laughs> <laughs> you can write it, could you? Yeah. Yeah, I'll it. Uh, exciting times, but that. Um, so is that your gnaw then? You think you think? Well, I was going because because my gnaw is something I want to rant about a bit more. So that oh, was right, my bra. My bra was McInnes. Was the bra? Okay, okay. I like where you went with that. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, we we will wait and see. Um, as you, as I agreed, I don't think we'll see anything this season. But um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting time for Aberdeen, and um, you know, it's been far too comfortable for too many years. So let's see a bit of turmoil. So I'm going to go um, with. My no, um, and I, I'm not wanting to be negative. And um, you know, it's the eve of another Scottish international footballing break. Um, you know, we, we're just about over the um, the excitement of last one. I think the hearts finally managed to gather itself, and it's, you know, it's exciting times as a Scotland fan. But I was a little bit disappointed by a couple of omissions in the uh, squad announcement this week. None more so, and as fantasy football players, we will know this all too well, but none more so than seeing uh, David Turnbull not included in the squad. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought there was a couple of omissions. He's the most glaring one to me. I do think the goal-scoring issue, um, you know, could have been rectified by bringing in, um, uh, you know, a player such as Ryan Gall, somebody who's scoring goals at the moment. Um, And I know there's a lot of other fans that were crying out for him. I think the other one from a from a fancy football Scotland and also just general Scottish footballing point of view, and um, that we've been talking about as well. And um, you know, would have loved to see maybe have seen someone like Sean Rooney um, get his call up as well. So um, yeah. you know, it was a safe squad, wasn't it, from Clark? Um, but it's not. You know, there's a, it's a little disappointing in places, is it not? Yeah, it is. I think the big one for me was probably Turnbull. You know, he has probably been well. He's been one of the four midfielders in the Scottish Premiership this season if not the form player. Um, you know, but we are just, we've got so many options there, yeah. as we know. You know, you look at guys like John Fleck, maybe, maybe you know, he hasn't played a lot of football under Clark and he hasn't done very well. He's not really getting a game at Sheffield United, so could he have come in there? Yeah. Uh, great to see Shea Adams 
Uh, he could be the saviour. Yeah. Yeah, um, Winked well in a top two. Plays well. Could play well off Dykes. Yeah, Dykes, absolutely. Obviously not having scored since November, but, you know, man of the match uh, for QPR the other night in a 3-2 win. So he's playing all right there. So, yeah, I think, and, you know, what have we got there? Scottish um, fantasy football, we've got Kevin Nisbet being called up to the squad for the first time in place of Lawrence Shankland. Yes. Uh, we Kev, as he's, as, he's, as he's known as. We Kev. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to come on to it. He, he, you wonder if potentially uh, that goal at, um, at the weekend maybe, maybe just sort of got his, got his foot over the line. Because, um, you know, it's not been great for him since the January transfer debacle. So, um, yeah, look, he's back in and, and that's exciting at least. Um, I'm not going to be too negative. I, you know, I'm hoping that it's going to be another um, strong round of fixtures, right. World Cup qualifiers in style next Thursday night. Um, but but yeah, just uh, you know, would have been good to see a few more players. Yeah, I mean the thing is that was that's a squad of twenty six. We've got to cut it down to twenty three for the Euros. So it's gonna be tight. I imagine the options. <laughs> Another one I'd like to see was Liam Kelly. I think he's been brilliant at, uh, at Motherwell lately, and um, you know John McLaughlin has been playing a lot. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I do think that was not going to agree with you on that. Um, all right, flip side. Nos, nos. Oh. So this isn't really fantasy football Scotland related, but this is just no Scottish football in general. And this is about B teams and Colt teams from Rangers and Celtic getting into our lower leagues, into, you know, Scottish League One, Scottish League Two. Proposals have been put forward via the press, might I add, uh, for Rangers and Celtic to be able to drop their B teams into here to, to, to allow their players to develop. But my question to you, Scobie, is, you know, why is the onus on Scottish football to develop Celtic and Rangers' best young players? Yeah, it's it's an interesting argument, isn't it? As a as a fan of a lower league club, um, as well, you know, I feel <laughs> more than anyone. Um, so you know, you you'd feel them burning up behind you. Uh, no, on a serious note, look, I know there is a um, there is potentially a, an example in other um, major leagues in Europe where we've got B teams in the likes of Spain and Germany playing in lower leagues. But these are much bigger leagues, aren't they? You know, and, and the Scottish League, the, the argument has been, are they kind of big enough to house this? And, you know, and I'm not, I'm not just sort of saying this out of any anti-old firm um, sentiment. I, I just truly don't think the league's big enough to warrant it. Um, and I do think it's a dangerous precedent to begin to set, um, you know, by going down that route. So I'm against it. Absolutely. I just think it goes completely against competition, completely undermines everything, you know, Number one, why why could they just be allowed to drop straight into these leagues? Like they should have to start like any other Scottish team and work their way through the pyramid. And uh, they've gone about it in a sort of classic old firm way, where they fed it to the press. Elgin City tweeting today that they heard they heard the proposal through the press and had to respond to it that way, and not actually via any league formal proposals. You look at it how it happened down in England, and the, is it the Papa John's <laughs> trophy? It's now called, or whatever it's called, uh, check a trade trophy. They dropped, they dropped, you know, premiership clubs dropped their t- under 20s in. Fans are boycotting it. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. It's a firm no. 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 Uh, and the votes, uh, you know, when, when is the vote? Remind me again, because I take my eye up a bit. The vote well, was, was happening, happening this week, was it not? Um, <laughs> Still to be announced, I think. I don't think it's been released yet, but I, I, I know something with them in it. Watch this space. Yeah, yeah. So, so on that no note, are we going to finish this on a no? No, no, you've had your no, so you're I'm going bra. No, 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 no. Nice, no, we're no, finishing no, on no, a... No, 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 we're finishing on bra. 
Um, and it's the same bra as I had last week, actually, and I'm using this serving as a reminder. Um, but it's that the split is approaching. I'm sad to be, you know, it's, it looks like it might be four weeks until we're back um, with all the different uh, things between now and then, cups and internationals. But um, the split is still exciting. I think there's exciting stuff, certainly in the bottom six and that wild card too. So we will be bringing back a wild card special ahead of the first, um, first game of the split. Um, in four weeks' time. So that is my positive bra. Oh, that wildcard special will be brilliant. Listeners, get your, get your thoughts into us on who you're thinking wildcard-wise. You know, is it the team that is at the top of the bottom six? Um, currently, St. Mary and St. Johnston are going to be battling that out this weekend uh, to who finishes sixth and seventh. Very exciting. Yeah. We'll come on to that shortly. Should we get out of part one on that note? On that note, hold the note. Hold the note. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitback Pod. This is the part where Scobie takes us around the grounds of Scotland and fills us in on the details, the gory details of what's happened. In this intro, I will also give you a tip for Cheltenham tomorrow. N'Golo, Scobie, are we looking at, are we looking at that, Harris? I take any tip that ever comes my way. It's literally as only gets made. If you made up a tip, I would go and look for that horse and try and put it on. You just can't beat it. The WhatsApp tips thread. Um, yes, exciting, exciting. Well, we, we're, we're about to, we're jumping the, the, the second hurdle now. Um, here we are at part two. And we do have to cast our minds back because it's two weeks ago now, these games. Um, but there was a lot of action and there was a lot of goals up in Dingwall. Uh, oh. Ross County, Kilmarnock, let's start there. Undoubtedly, the game of the game week. This one, five goals in it. Kyle Lafferty has come in and proven exactly why he should be on it. everyone's fantasy radar post-split. And he's done it in just three games. An assist last week. I mean, the first game, I think, he played a minute. Uh, assist last week. Uh, and then that was followed by the opening goal here, putting Killy 1-0 up. Not a position they've been in often um, of late. But that bright start quickly faded. Ross County scored three unanswered goals to take the lead in emphatic style. Billy Mackay, a man in form of late, he grabbed two goals here um, and three in total this game week. Um, that's actually four in four for Billy Mackay. Another one maybe on the watch list um, as Ross County are, are battling away at the bottom there. And it was Helda scored the other. Helda. Helda. 3-1, uh, Lafferty pegs one back for his second, but it was not to be for Tommy Wright. And Kamarnik, and they're still winless under him. Is mm. it now mission impossible for Tommy? Or does the extended break give him time to plot his great escape? <laughs> That's like that? great. Movie puns. <laughs> Tell me, what do you think, John? Oh, you just you just caught me off guard with that sort of eloquent <laughs> discussion. <laughs> um, Cat, look, Cal Lafferty und- undoubtedly gives this side um, something that none of the other bottom six teams I think have. You know, he's he is a 
a player that can conjure something out of nothing. He's a prolific goal scorer when he wants to be, when he gets these rich veins of form and gets the bit between his teeth. So with him, I do think it is entirely up for grabs. They just seem to be leaking so much at the back, so many goals, don't they? Uh, which is a real concern. And they're not something you normally associate with a Tommy Wright side. Yeah, definitely. But he is their secret weapon. He has to be. And, you know, you look at... It just was interesting. I was looking a bit at the table. I mean, all of the clubs in the bottom six, understandably, are con- have conceded over 40 goals this season. Some of them, Ross County and Hamilton in particular, um, you know, almost a run rate of two goals a game. So there's going to be goals in the bottom six. I think it's going to be yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. Actually, Kilmarnock have only conceded 46, which is second best out of those in the in the bottom half. Um, but, you know, somehow have still lost so many of those games. Yeah. So I think there's an opportunity for, for Calaf to do it there. But it's bad, you know, and when it's, when you're in a rut like that, how can you, how can you get yourself out? 5.2 million Cal Lafferty listeners. They got Motherwell at home this weekend. Could be time to get him in now. Um, especially if you've got like that old firm double up, uh, you know, the Edward Morelos double up up front. Why not chuck one of them when they might not be playing? What was it um, you used to sing in Tyne Castle about Cal Lafferty? How did it go? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> He's six foot two and he plays the. No, 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 not for that job. Um, equally, talking of strikers in form, as I nodded to Billy Mackay, he's even he's even less, um, mind you. He's one to consider, and I I do feel like with Ross County, like is the break maybe come at a bad time because they actually have sort of started to find a bit of form. Two wins in their last mm. um, in their last four games, you know, and they've been in each of those games. They they were tight again against Hibs in the second game. I think, you know, Hibs were dominant and, and, and definitely deserved the three points, but they went one nil up, County. You know, they could have easily nicked a point or, a, or even a win there. Uh, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the break, because I think the break gives, gives Tommy Wright, in all seriousness, time to plot. Like, you know, figure out, take four weeks uh, off and just drill the boys and say, this is like six, you know, five cup finals now, you know, in that mentality. Yeah, I don't know. Right. So, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to think because it's quite easy to focus on the strikers with the bottom six teams, right? But we've only got three striker spots. I'm trying to offer some listeners some other value here. And we always talk about Ross County midfielders as being quite good. You know, your Lackins and your Tilsons are bad as well. But one guy I quite like is Held, as you already said earlier. And yeah. he is £2 million in defence. And he's playing left wing back because County are sort of playing a back three just now. So he's maybe getting forward. And he'll be getting more assists. So if you want that quick, cheap enabler in your wild card, then maybe he's your option. Really like that. Really like that. I think, yeah, definitely. And, and um, I mean, as we've said, I think Ross County and Hamilton just seem to be dipping far too many goals. So probably mm-hmm. avoiding them at the back. But there are other pockets. And we'll, and we'll try and unlock that here and in the next episode about some players to look out for um, within the squads. So moving on, uh, obviously we cannot cover this, um, this episode and this game week without talking about Rangers. The party was clearly already in full swing at Ibrox on Saturday, although the police never got the memo. Um, and um, look, the team were impressive here. I'm not, gonna, I'm not really going to comment on the stuff that came after in the weekend. It wasn't great, but I've got the utmost respect for what Rangers have done on the field this year. And, um, and they were impressive here again today, commanding victory over St. Mary. They'd obviously decided they wanted to take the title into their, into their own hands at the weekend, put that pressure on Celtic. 
Um, and they came out of the blocks flying. Ryan Kent opened the scoring, being set up by Connor Goldson, a great day for him on fantasy with the clean sheet and the assist. And then Morelos made it 2-0 after 16 minutes, just two minutes after that. Um, and they kind of already blown St. Mirren right out of the water. Hadji added the third after the break. Um, and I think they probably could have had more. I think they were about seven shots on target, 68% possession. They were, um, they were certainly at the races on Saturday. Yeah. Not, not forgetting that St. Mirren are the only team, well, as we speak, to have beaten Rangers and across any competition this season, though they are getting beat in Europe tonight as we talk. So, you know, it's not a, a team that do tend to lie down in front of Rangers. No. So, it was, yeah, I was really impressed how they come out. You know, yeah, they've been absolutely sensational this season. I've been, you know, I remember us talking at, the, at halfway through the season, Scobie, could they keep these clean sheets up? I mean, they still seem to have kept up loads of clean sheets. It still seems to be that two, at least two Rangers defenders. I mean, to be honest, if you kept three Rangers defenders, you'd have been absolutely laughing. Yeah. Uh, Kemp with a goal and assist in this game, still a very expensive midfield option. Um, and Morelos... Is that is now scoring goals as well? Yeah, yeah, he, he is, and you know, and as you said, it, it, it's 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 quite comfortable to have him and Edward together, you know, even at those price tags because they are not justifying it with goals. So, yeah, I mean, my 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 question for you, I guess, is do they take their foot off the pedal post split? I mean, I think tonight they, you know, they they're still ahead um, on aggregate, aren't they? So. Um, we'll see what happens. But, you know, if they've got Europe there, they've already wrapped up the title. I mean, does it, does it spur them on to just be even more dominant? You know, well, well there's, 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 unbe- there's unbeaten. They could go the season unbeaten, which is a huge carrot because, you know, Celtic never shut up about that invincible season. So if, if they could go the season unbeaten, that'd be massive for them. So they'll be motivated by that. Um, I also they just can also get to 100 points, can't they, quite comfortably? They were on 88 and right. there's six games remaining. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that'll have them up there. And then I think there's also the thing for me, which is that I don't think, as much as I've loved the Scottish Premiership this year, I don't think the standards outside of Rangers this year has been that good. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Celtic having like the worst season ever and they're still like quite comfortably in second place. You know, Aberdeen have sat their manager for after eight years because they've had such a poor run of form. Hibs have been really, really inconsistent. Yeah. Um, despite, you know, Jack Ross turning it around. And then, you know, the rest anyway are always quite significantly lower just due to budget constraints. Yeah. So I think you do still have a three of them going forward in the wild card just because they are the best team in the league comfortably. Yeah. Um, it's, it's yeah. sort of what I'm thinking. It's a good point. I mean, on, on the other side of it, as we're, we're talking top half and we're talking bottom half, um, the... Big storyline going into this weekend. St. Mirren are just hanging on to sixth. Mm. But their game against Hamilton uh, this weekend is a must-win, really, um, as a point will not do, a draw will not do, if wow. St. Johnston managed to beat Ross County. So they're both playing struggling teams that we'd expect them to beat. Um, yeah, St. Johnston have got a superior goal difference, um, mm-hmm. minus seven, I think, against St. Mirren's minus nine. So a draw will not do it for them if, if St. Johnson win. So it's very exciting. Do you know hang on? It's a really good question. You just never know, as we always say, what you're going to quite get with Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> party spoilers, Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They do like to spoil the party. And 
so I think it's so difficult to call. It's really, really exciting. It's like, it's at this point where I'm like, people that hate the split, I'm like, I mean, it just we're making there's excitement out of who's coming sixth and seventh with five games to go. Yeah, like they're, they're, it does add something. Like I know people say it's a stupid system or whatever, but like yeah. you can't deny the drama. We're here talking about it, um, so it'll be really interesting. You know, St. Mirren, it, it still is. It still is Jamie McGrath. You know, the penalty um, king himself. Yeah, there that you want that option, and and then yeah, going into the wild card, depending on where they 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 lie, is 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 what you think about their players. Yeah, definitely. I think whatever happens, if uh, if Simone do hang on, St Johnston will finish with more points than them this year, and they probably will finish with more points than Livingston as well at this stage. Mm. So it's um, it just shows how tight it is. Um, but you know, it's one of the quirks that that, that we kind of love. Um. Talking of Livingston, they were um, up against Motherwell in the first of their two games uh, in this game week. And not just Motherwell, but I was listening to a podcast this week past and uh, Devante Cole was called the most complete striker in Scotland by renowned Scottish football pundit, John Moore. What a prediction. What a prediction. That was our LTR on podcast for, for those of you who missed that joke. Um, what a prediction it turned out to be, John. He, I think he looked that way. I think he'd been listening. Because he been was listening. unbelievable performance of the season. And, I, and I, I, you know, I was accepting most of what you were saying in the, post, in the, in the pre-spit review. Uh, I did think that was a bit of an overstatement. But, um, wow, two goals and an assist in this game for Devante Cole. He terrorised. The Livingston backline with mm. uh, with goals either side of the half. Um, I've been banging I've been banging on about it for weeks on this pod, Scooby. I mean, I bang on about a lot of things, but this one has come true. He's he's been great. I've been whispering sweet nothings into his ears, leaving him voice notes and things like that, Devante. just to get his confidence. But I've I've been saying for weeks he's essential in fantasy football Scotland. When Motherwell score, he's just brilliant. I mean. The numbers aren't incredible. I mean, this, it, it's, uh, my mother was scoring has been such an issue. He scored eight goals, two of them came there, fine. So six goals before that weekend. I don't know if we call him the most complete striker in Scotland quite yet <laughs> with six goals and three assists. But no, he, he's a handful. And he, he has been, you know, he's, he's certainly uh, won them some, some big points this, this year. Um, you know, and he's kind of looked at a bit of a step above the rest of them. To go back to that game, yeah, he put them 2 0 up. John Guthrie set up Fitzwater to make it 2 1, regain some fancy points for um, the many of us that do have John Guthrie. And then Cole set up long to make it 3 1. So, really, a big performance again from Motherwell, a big response. They'd, you know, they've been a bit like that, haven't they? But I think we see positive signs under Alexander. Do you think that victory saves Motherwell this season? Saves. I don't think I don't think they're quite safe yet. You know they could lose every single game, but it, you are. I mean, thirty-five points. You know, Killy have got to win what? They're nine, uh, nine and ten points ahead of um, eleven. There's four games. I think I think they're one win from safety. Yeah, I mean they've seven. They've taken seven out of the last nine points. Um, it feels like yeah. Yeah, I think I think Devante Cole. So I was just going to say, I, th- I think he probably remains a must-have. Because he's gonna get to play against, you know, defenses mm. like County and, mm. and Hamilton and Kamarnik and stuff. So he's gonna get goals. I'd say post split. He could even be the top, the top scorer post split. So um, yeah, yeah. Look at him. Definitely. Yeah, love him, love him. 
lots of striking options, isn't there? Um, and then at the other side of that, Livingston have secured their top six place. It wasn't thanks to this game. They played their second game of the week um, against Hamilton. Um, I'm not going to go into that game in, in much detail. I just want to nod towards J. Emmanuel Thomas's wonder goal. Oh, sensational, wasn't it? Oh, reminiscent of Thierry Henry, was it not? Yeah, it was like yeah, I was going to say. If any listeners not seen it, but get on to see it. We reposted on Twitter, but it is like Thierry Henry. He just his back's the goal, and Jet's normally pretty shite with his back to goal because his, his touch is pretty awful. But in this instant, he flicks it up, and oh. on the turn, just swivel into the back of the net, into the corner, like quite absolutely amazing, like unplayable. That yeah. like, is not really a defender. I don't think in the world that could stop that when uh, he decides to do that. It's like. He's such yeah. a physical specimen as well. I mean, he's just mad handles boys. And, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, he, you know, he came through the uh, youth team at Arsenal. Did he? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I might put words in his mouth. But I'd imagine Henri would have been one of his, like, idols. He's so, not coming through yeah, that yeah. He's most people's idol. I mean, it was actually, it was, it was, a, it was quite a fun game that. Um, Calum Smith's goal for Hamilton was also a goodie. Mm. Uh, took it on the charge and drilled it from quite far out. Pittman also almost scored. Um, from quite far out and then did score. And then um, Josh Mullen pulled out the wand and rattled the crossbar. Oh. Again, about 30 yards, curling it in top right corner. We'd have, we'd have been a like, goal of the season candidate if that mm. one had gone in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a good game. Quite a fun game, that yeah. one. Yeah, um, Livy, seemed, Livy seemed to be like, purring a bit more because I think we actually discussed off-pod after the, our most recent podcast that I was a bit concerned about Livingston's form. Like they had gone a bit off the boil, like since, I mean, naturally since Martindale had started on such an amazing run of form, they were always going to dip, right? They were always going to dip, but they had dipped quite a lot, obviously lost the cup final. I'm sure that took a lot out of them mentally as well as a team. And so I was a little bit concerned about them. It was great to see them pick up the points here. One bit of chat I wanted to also pick up on was uh, Scott Robinson. Robbo is now, he's been dropped from the squad. Now, this guy has been a stalwart at Livingston, not just this season um, where we've all become loving him because of Fantasy Football Scotland, but he's also at the club since League One, you know, playing right through, through, through their promotions. But he's out of contract this summer. And the chat is that he's decided to move on. And it's whatever way this conversation clearly hasn't gone that well because Martindale seems to have ousted him from the squad and hence why Jet was starting in this game. There we go. Good research. Sorry, can I just get <laughs> acknowledge uh, your new term off pod? <laughs> well, that's it. All, all life that happens not on the podcast is off pod. Get <laughs> this off pod. But some listeners might be like, "Well, you never said that in the last pod, John." Yeah, fine, <laughs> <Lying> bastards. <laughs> Go back, rewind. No, he never said it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Well, I was not be like us to talk shy on a podcast with it. So I mean, if anyone was to catch us red-handed, <laughs> you know, a few cans deep, I was saying that Livy were brilliant. And actually, my, what I'm really thinking is, I don't think Livy are going to have that good an end to the season. And we were all tripling up on them. I just think it might be time to dial back a little. Dial back a bit, but uh, who knows? Year surprises, and the, and if, you know, again, uh, Martindale gets four weeks to, to plot some demises. Um, I'm sure he wants to take a few more scalps. I'm sure he'd love to be the one that took that Rangers um, with, you know, unbeaten season away. So um, my money would be on Livingston to be the ones to do it, to be honest. Anyway, that wraps us up for part two. We're heading to part three.
and welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fit by Pod. Uh, I'm trying to head off quickly, Scobie, because it's the final of RuPaul's tonight. Are you aware? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hold you back, John. <laughs> God, no. Can we actually chat about fantasy football all night? Where are we going with part three then? Part three, well, we will, as always, go into the Twitsphere and we'll look forward to this game week. As we've discussed, listeners, it is the final game week before that second wild card becomes available when the split happens. So exciting. So, Scobie, what I'm thinking is this is probably the one week where you don't think ahead. So this is purely, transfers this week is purely about this weekend's coming action because we're just accepting that we're all going to wild card straight up. And maybe some people would, but I think we're both on the boat that are saying wild card straight away at the start of split school base. Was that's my first question of this part? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, I'm going to probably, you know, if, if I'm doing anything, target some of those players in the, um, you know, in those big clashes that we've just talked about, the one or two of them. So, um, yeah, fair point. So, so looking at this weekend, um, Jerry of the Shed has got in touch and he was asking that with the old firm game in doubt, now listeners, only in Scotland could a game be in doubt due to fans where in fact no fans are allowed to attend. <laughs> but due to that old firm game being in doubt, Scobie, is that coming into your thinking this weekend? We're probably all, you know, f- five, if not six players from Rangers and Celtic. Do you perhaps take one out just to sort of mitigate that? Or are we just thinking we go for it? And also the old firm game, you know, it's difficult to call. You can never call these derbies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If, yeah, I think it's a fair point one to consider. If you, if you are going to take anyone out, you, you, you probably look at that game. If, if there's a possibility it'll get cancelled. And they're not always high scoring, um, mm. especially after, you know, we're interested in playing again in the midweek. Um, and it's at Celtic Park. So, Yes, I would, I would say so. One to maybe avoid. I'm much more interested in some of the games involving those teams scrapping down at the bottom a bit more. Um, I think, you know, the likes of the Kilmarnock Motherwell game um, mm. are, are, is an interesting one. I think St. Johnson County game, we've talked about that, uh, and Hamilton St. Mary. And I think those kind of games draw me in more. So, yeah, maybe not the worst shout. I've not put an awful lot of thought into it, but maybe. Okay, so Scobie, and you know what my next question here is going to be, why are you drawn to those other games? Who is it from those teams? Who's top of your buy list this week? Oh, I, th- I think, because I've been talking about it earlier, at the moment, I, I probably need to a little bit more um, thinking around other you know, players in other positions, but there's goals being scored at the bottom half, and there's goals being scored in those teams, so it's probably going to be a Lafferty or Mackay that I'm mm. thinking about bringing in at the moment. I'm just going to play the form card. As you say, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a free hit this week um, because we're getting that wild card coming afterwards. So I think one of those games, a game like Dundee United Aberdeen, doesn't, I'm not drawn to it at all. I don't think there's goals there. No. Um, and even Livingston Hibbs, not so much either. Um, so, so yeah, it's probably one of those games uh, that I'm going to look at bringing someone in. Melamed's probably the other one. Um, mm. but who are you thinking? Yeah, well, you know, you, you go, you look at United Aberdeen and you think that's just got nil-nil written all mm. over it. Mm. So, you know, if, if a listener's got a defender they want to bring in, then take, you know, Aberdeen, Ash Taylor, Tommy Hoban, yeah. Joe Lewis, if you've not got him in the sticks, that's, that's a decent shout there. You've got Mark Reynolds and stuff at United. Um, I'm, the more we've been chatting about it, thinking, now I've got Edward and Morelos up front. 
But I'm thinking putting Lafferty in for one of them. I've sort of, we tend to do this at the weekend. We tend to, on a Thursday night chat, and I talk myself into a transfer. And I think just the way that we're chatting about Kyle Lafferty, this podcast. Honestly, I think that's a really good bit of business if you do that um, against Motherwell as well, you know, shipping goals all the time at the moment. So, um, yeah, nice. We'd even throw the the vice captain's armband in. Well, potentially, or what am I thinking, captaincy? Because it's an interesting one with captaincy this weekend as well, because obviously, normally it's a Rangers or Celtic player, but again, just due to the risk we were saying. So Martin Boyle was a good returner for all those captain, yep. captainers in a recent double game week. Uh, despite, <laughs> did you see John Hughes' quote saying he's not seen his dive like that? <laughs> Last time he saw a dive like that was a guy with speedos on. <laughs> <laughs> He is not a good for a quote, you. Oh, it's a joker. Anyway, so Martin Boyle, you know, Livy away potentially. Yeah. Um, it has that. Callahan at home to St. Yep. Mirren. Could be getting my armband. And then Devontae Cole, the most complete player in the Scottish Premiership ever. Um, we might as well get make him captain. So, yeah. Options. He's a, he's a very good shout, too. I like Marciano as well. At, um, you know, if I'm going to throw my vice captain out there, McGinn and Marciano have got, you know, mm. thinking about someone in that realm. But, um, very interesting. Well, shall we shall we have a look at the the the, the lead table because it's yeah, an what's exciting update, John? And I know you probably have had your and I know you don't you don't check it. You like to be surprised. So uh, <laughs> some high scoring action, some high scoring action across the league. Um, we both had a very good weeks, John. Mm. Um, but number one, the top scorer with eighty nine points Ooh. was. <laughs> Carlos's number ones, Rob Scott, Moncrief. Ah, Rob Scott. Robo, yeah, well done, mate. A man with a double barrel name has uh, topped our fantasy league. But, well done, Rob. Do you know who was second? Because he'll kill me if I don't, if I don't, if I don't uh, shout this one out. I don't know. 85 points. Fapur's winger pingers. Oh, the winger pingers. And who was third? Who was third? Uh, you. Fars Hat. Mr. Hat, look at that. It's rigged. It's rigged. Good <laughs> scoring from our extended circle. Very good. But yeah, well done. Our um, 89 points. Good man. Um, obviously, a big Hibs connection there. He actually texted me to say if I could ask him if I could say something nice about Hibs um, on this um, show. But um, that's a negative, unfortunately. Robo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, yeah. he started. He's st- we've got great fantasy links with him. We remember the B-Soul League back in uh, back in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, of, one of the oldest fantasy leagues going around Scott, probably. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Times. Really good times. Shout out to the B-Soul League. Uh, league leader at our end is uh, back to Gunner. It's been uh, changing hands multiple times. Gunner and Andrea are a real tussle at the top. That's going to go down to the wire, I think, as well. So keep us on that. There you go. There you go. Well, John, uh, you eyeing up anyone in the Gold Cup? You got another tip for um, tip for our listeners? Or? No, well, my record's been honking all week, so uh, why don't you try and tip one? Whoever the fishmonger. Whoever the fish, the sea butcher. The butcher yeah. of the sea comes in with. Yeah. Um, we, shall, we shall see. A-plus tar, I've heard uh, good things about. Um, <laughs> I avoid A-plus tar, so keep note of that one. All right. Um, I think that's everything. That's it. Remember, listeners, please do get in touch with us on Twitter. If you want a sticker, just send us a message. We'll ping them out to you. Scooby's got his stickers now. You happy, man? (laughs) Delighted. Over the moon.
All right then. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a few weeks' time. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the break and good Easter, and um, we will see you on the other side. <laughs>